One day I heard the Holy Spirit bring the following thought to my mind. In the air. I remembered reading that somewhere in some scripture. When I looked it up, I found it in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Start at verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, concerning them which are dead, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent that means precede, we won't go before them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. In the air, if you're still alive at the time Jesus returns, you'll be taken up off of this earth to meet the Lord in the air. Why? Because this current heaven and earth will be destroyed by God by fire it won't even be here it will be completely destroyed before we are taken up off this earth or those who are still living are taken up off this earth this current body will be completely changed you will not have the same body you have now In the twinkling of an eye, you'll be changed. You can read about that in 1 Corinthians 15. The dead in Christ will be changed. They won't have the same body that they have now. They will be in a new body as pleases God, whatever pleases God. But that new body will not be subject to pain nor sorrow. It will not have the kind of emotions the flesh has on this earth. For when we are taken off this earth, we are taken into the new heaven and the new earth, which is prepared for those who belong to God. The new earth is described for us in Revelation 21. John says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. 
And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. The bodies we have right now, we will not have then. These are the reasons for the pain. These current physical bodies are subject to corruption, decay, disease, pain, sorrow. We won't have these bodies, and we'll be changed so fast. If you will blink your eye, that's how fast we'll be changed into the new body. Revelation 21, verse 5, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. This current heaven and earth will be destroyed by God after the Great Tribulation. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. There are some people, some Christians, who think they, by their good example, can bring righteousness to this present earth. It's the new heavens and the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Certainly, we want to live in righteousness, which means doing that which God has shown us to do. I present podcast and we write a blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations, to exhort the church because that's what God has shown me to do. We write books on Amazon. Do that which God has shown you to do. For that is righteousness. There are many in the day of the Lord who will be turned away by Jesus because they come saying, but we prophesied in your name. We did this in your name. We did that in your name. And Jesus will say unto them, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. 
I never knew you. The reason Jesus says that is he didn't tell you to do those things. Those were your own ideas. We have to do that which God has shown us to do on this earth. We cannot copy another person. We do that which God has shown us to do. And we keep doing that. That's in Matthew chapter 7. Back to Second Peter chapter 3, verse 14. He said, how should we live? He said, wherefore, brethren, seeing that ye look for all these things, be diligent that ye may be found of him. When Jesus returns, you need to be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. If he returns this second, will you be found in peace or are you concerned about something? If you are concerned about something, you're not in peace. You're not ready for the return of Jesus. If you, are, if you have spots and you're blame, blamed for something, and you can do it, straighten it out. If you can do it. There are things you can't straighten out. In those cases, you just have to trust God. Commit the thing to God and trust Him. Prayer is one of the essential things for us concerning the return of Jesus. It is praying over ourselves, keeping ourselves in peace. The only way we can keep ourselves in peace is by prayer and also by following God. And sometimes God will have you do something that disturbs you, but he will settle you and restore you. So, we keep ourselves in peace even in that time by prayer. Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Is there anything at all right now that concerns you? If so, you have not done Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. If there's anything at all that you're concerned about, you have not settled it with God in prayer. Verse 7, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, after you pray. Be sure you're doing Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, throughout the day. If there's any kind of concern that comes to you, settle it through prayer. That is the most single important thing, I believe, that we can do. It certainly helps us also to keep scriptures before us day and night and to look at those scriptures before you go to bed examine yourself by the scriptures seeing if you're really living the way described by those scriptures that you have collected that is very settling and the scriptures give us the strength to do the word of God when we think upon them day and night 
Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 tells us that. This book of the law, this word of God, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. As we meditate on those scriptures, we are strengthened so that we're able to do those scriptures. Let's look at Psalm chapter 1, same subject. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft, which the wind driveth away. The wind just blows a leaf every which way it wants to. Some people are blown whichever way Other people speak. We are not like that because we ground ourselves in the word of God. And we are like a tree planted by the rivers of water, strong, unmovable by the wind that hits it. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, They won't even be able to stand with us in association. For their way is like the way of the world, and we can't stand it if we're righteous. Verse 6, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Back to Joshua chapter 1 for just a moment. Verse 9, God says, Have not I commanded thee? Everything we do on this earth, we should have that assurance that it is God who told us to do that thing. God says, have not I commanded thee? God said to Abram, depart from your land of your father, from your kindred, from your country, and I will make of thee a great nation. God said it. Therefore, Abraham had the faith to do it because God said it. Like Abraham, we hear from God what to do by the Spirit of God who is in us. We act upon that which we have heard from the Spirit of God. Therefore, we can say, when we examine what we have done, has not God told us to do this? Is it God who told me to do this? 
Is it God who said this to me? On December 6, 2018, I fell at my house in Texas. As they rolled me past my front door, I heard, You'll never see this house again. I knew that was God. And it didn't matter to me because I knew God was taking me another direction. My experience with God is it'll even be a better place than the previous one. So I was not troubled a bit by that word. Immediately, I put the house up for sale. Even while I was in the hospital, I put the house up for sale because that word said I would not see that house again. One of our church members said, I don't see how you can do this. Put that house up for sale. I said, well, it's simple. I can do it because God has told me I won't see this house again. And I believe him. This is the whole essence of faith. We hear the word. And when we believe it's God, we act upon that word. That is faith. Faith is hearing first and then believing and acting upon it. With everything, we should evaluate. God says, have not I commanded thee? I want that assurance in what I do on this earth. Frequently, I will hear from God to do something. As I was considering upholstering, reupholstering, My 24-year-old car seat, I heard, or you could just buy a new car. I had sold a house in Texas. I did have the cash in the bank more than enough to buy a new car. Yes, I could just buy a new car. I hadn't thought of that until God told me. This gives you such assurance in going forward. When you hear from God and you believe it's the Spirit of God, that has said that thing to you. Several times I've had that happen in my life where I could look back and say, yes, God told me to do this thing. Therefore, it will work out. Even if it looks like it's not working out, it will work out because I know it was authored by God. That's the assurance we need in going forward. God saying, Have not I commanded thee? Joshua 1 9. Have not I commanded thee? Therefore be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Have not I commanded thee? Did you hear from God before you did this thing? Was it God who authored it? If so, no matter what happens, it's the way to go. No matter what happens. But some people do good works out of their own flesh without being told by God to do those things. This is not going to work. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Jesus says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. 
Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then, Jesus says, will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. There's a place in Matthew 23 where Jesus is speaking to the scribes and Pharisees and says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you compass land and sea to make one proselyte, and when he is made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Many will be turned away at the day of judgment. Because they did these things, these supposedly good things, without being told by God to do them. I want to look back on everything I've done and have full assurance it was God who told me to do that thing. Back in the late 1970s, God assured me that he had called me to be a minister. And I was just waiting to see my assignment. I was sure that he wanted me to close my business, so I closed my business in Dallas. That was on July 31st, 1979. I had nowhere to go. I wasn't hired by any church to work for them. I didn't try to get a job. I just stayed at my apartment and read the Bible and lived off of the money that I had made from the sale of merchandise from my business. Six months passed. I had an opportunity to apply for a job at a university in Dallas called Christ for the Nations. It was a job as dean of women. But I had a lot of dread over applying for that job. I just did not want that job. I did not apply for it. I might have gotten it had I applied for it, but I didn't feel it was the way that God had prepared for me. I knew the two offices that I had were the office of apostle and prophet and that I was set in the body of Christ to do these as a minister of Jesus. I just kept waiting, not knowing where I was going. I didn't have any need at the time. I think I came out of that business with about $22,000. I was paying my rent with that, and I had no debt. So there was no emergency or rush at all. I just kept waiting. On the night of January 10th, 1980, I was asleep in the night, and a very loud trumpet-like voice blew three words into my ear. Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed and wrote KWJS on a notepad. It seemed to me 
obvious that it was call letters to either radio or television. I found it to be a radio station. I said to God, Are you telling me to go on radio? And I said, I'm a writer, not a speaker. And then I said, I wouldn't know how to do that. And a very gentle thought came to my mind, which was the Holy Spirit speaking to show me what to do. Call the radio station manager. That same morning, I called the station manager and I said, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that? He said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long and send it to me. And if you fit our broadcasting, we will offer you a contract. That same morning, I got my tape recorder and sat down and just started speaking as I heard from the Spirit of God and made a recording, 29 and a half minutes long, put it in the mail that same morning to the radio station manager. Within five days, I was broadcasting exhortations for the church on radio station KWJS. Last year, we had a man come to do some exterminating work here at the house. He told me that he had been doing ministry work. He'd gone out on ministry trips, and he wanted to tell me the cities he had gone to, not what he had said from God, not anything about God, just the cities that he had gone to. He started naming the cities, and I stopped him. And I said to him, how... Did God show you to do this ministry work? He was speechless. He couldn't tell me. I told him, God did not show you to do this ministry work. This is of yourself. Strangely enough, that man had even spoken earlier to me that scripture in Matthew chapter 7, where Jesus would turn them away, saying, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. He was that man that was going to be turned away. The work he was calling work of God wasn't a work of God. It was of his own flesh, his desire. And I told him, point blank, this isn't a work of God. This is your own desire. You will be turned away. You will not be accepted. Many will come to me in that day, saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Unless God authors the work, it is not a work of God, even if it seems to be a good work. Be sure that it is God who has commanded you to do that thing before you do it. Going forward, that is one of the most critical things that can happen to you from this day forward. Is, did God tell me to do this? How do I know? Did God tell me to do this? I can tell you how I went on radio. I can tell you how I went on the blog. I can tell you how I wrote books. And I can tell you how I went on podcasts. I can tell you exactly how God spoke to me and what method.
Once it was a dream to put me on uh, writing a blog. I was put on doing that by God giving me a dream. On the podcast, Pam Padgett had the word podcast. I was considering going back on radio. I didn't even know what a podcast was. And she told me that she had been awakened that morning with the word podcast. And when she told me about a podcast, I liked the sound of it better than radio. And that night or the night after, God gave me a dream about this. I opened my front door and kittens were everywhere. On the left-hand side of the door, on the right-hand side of the door, they were just sitting there. Some were so weak they were lying there at the point of death. They needed food. Some kittens were in my garage. And I said to God, what am I supposed to do with all of these kittens? What does this mean? And I realized it was the podcast. They need to be fed the word of God. They need to have you speak to them by the Spirit of God, which is exactly what I do. I don't plan out these things that I speak to you. I might know the basic subject and start out on the subject, but I just speak the things that come to my mind, the scriptures that come to my mind. For those are the things God wants you to hear, and that will work the work of God. This is John Boney speaking. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.